Welcome to our online service. I hope you're doing really well today. This is an exciting week at Church in the Valley. Our Saturday night, we're celebrating our 35th anniversary, and Sunday is our grand opening. And I hope you can come to the building sometime and see what God has provided for us. We're doing a series called The Marathon, and life is often compared to a race. Life in a big city is sometimes called the rat race because it looks like people are scurrying around all over the place to try to make it work. In this message series, we're calling life a marathon, not a rat race for sure. If you're given a long life, it's it's like a marathon. And I watch my dad, my 90-year-old father, uh, when he lived with us, and it felt like a marathon to him, I can guarantee you. We're not guaranteed a long life, but if we're given a long life, it's seen as a blessing from God. There are changes in abilities. There are challenges along with opportunities as we grow up and get older. Here's a fun video of a guy speaking to his son's class on career day. Let's watch this together. Value this time in your life, kids. Because this is the time in your life when you still have your choices. And it goes by so fast. When you're a teenager, you think you can do anything, and you do. Your 20s are a blur. 30s, you raise your family, you make a little money, and you think to yourself, what happened to my 20s? 40s, you grow a little pot belly, you grow another chin. The music starts to get too loud. One of your old girlfriends from high school becomes a grandmother. 50s, you have a minor surgery. You'll call it a procedure, but it's a surgery. 60s, you'll have a major surgery. The music is still loud, but it doesn't matter because you can't hear it anyway. 70s, you and the wife retire to Fort Lauderdale. Start eating dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You have lunch around 10, breakfast the night before. Spend most of your time wandering around malls looking for the ultimate soft yogurt and muttering, how come the kids don't call? How come the kids don't call? The 80s, you'll have a major stroke. You end up babbling with some Jamaican nurse who your wife can't stand, but who you call mama. Any questions? That's a comical look at the way life flows through the decades. And life does flow from decade to decade. We tend to throw a bigger party when we move from one decade to the next decade. And in this series, we're going to look at the decades of life to discover the opportunities and the dangers embedded into each decade. Here's an overview of the Marathon series. Marathon truths, first of all, week one. The Bible is the source of truth about our lives. We flourish when we line up with Scripture, with the truth of Scripture. I'll unpack this today. Week two, running in reality. In handling life through the decades, we do better if we align ourselves with reality as God sees it, to make good decisions 
We must grasp the reality of our specific situation. God weaves reality into the fabric of the way life works. And if we don't line up with it, with his reality, we hurt ourselves. And this is happening all over the place in our culture today. In, in fact, in the world today. Week three, the starting line. In this message, we'll look at the first two decades of life. In the race of life, years birth through ten are for learning to run, literally and figuratively. The focus is learning the basics of living with God among people in an imperfect world. If it's a challenge to train children in the birth through 10-year period. If you've tried to train a toddler, you, you know that for sure. The teens, 11 through 20, are for suiting up, for growing into an independent adult, not a rebel. Teenagers need to develop skills, perspectives, priorities, and discernment and mindsets that will enable them to begin to navigate their challenges. It's important for a kid to know, at any age, to know that their parents uh, really like them, but especially so for teenagers. They likely know that you love them, but they need to know that you enjoy them. If you don't let them know that, they will find someone who does, and that may not be good for them. Week four is for getting traction in the 20s and 30s. The 20s are for training. This is a time frame where this age group is deciding what they'll live for, the life patterns developed in this decade will impact their future. Important decisions like who's going to be your master, who will be your mate, and what is life going to be all about? What's your mission in life? Master, mate, and mission are crucial decisions that determine to a great extent the outcome of our lives. In many ways, you're laying a foundation in your 20s on which you will build your entire life on. The 30s are a time for building, expanding career, growing a family, and developing a ministry. Week 5, we're going to talk about running through fire. The 40s are a time when there is a desperate need for endurance. The race of life tends to take place amid difficult terrain. The 40s are when you're tempted to do something incredibly stupid to relieve all the pressure that you're under. Week 6 is accelerating to the finish, the 50s and 60s and beyond. The 50s and 60s are a time when you need to keep relying on God. The 50s tend to be like swimming in a swamp. 
it's tempting to do something in your fifties that will ruin your credibility. This is when King David committed adultery and then committed murder to cover his tracks. He should have been taking care of responsibility. He should have been at war with his people, but he was messing around instead. That's that's not good. The 60s are a time for accelerating to the finish. By God's design, this is a time to use your wisdom and influence to invest and train younger generations. Week 7, keep moving forward. We all experience failure in life. In failure, we must rely on the grace of God to help us to get up and keep moving forward. If we don't accept God's grace, we stall in life. Week 8, the greatest challenge. This is the wrap-up message. The greatest challenge through the years will be to act in line with God's will in my present situation. Life goes best for those who focus on the will of God right now in this situation. In many situations, the the will of God is the last thing on our mind. We're just trying to get through it. But the will of God is the most important thing in any given situation. It's the number one factor in living the best life possible. A recurring theme through the decades is this. Credibility is acquired through faithfulness and wisdom. As we build our lives, the foundation you laid in previous decades will either hold up or begin to crack. The best thing to do, if you've blown it, is to be honest about it. God is gracious when we blow it. We can ask him for his help, and he will give it if we ask him to shore up the foundation of our lives. When you read the Bible, it tells you the truth about your life. It lays out what Francis Schaeffer calls true truth. The true truth is something that corresponds to reality. The Bible is very real as it lays out ultimate things. So we're going to look at some of the truths the Bible lays out about life. The first truth is life is a gift from God. The Apostle Paul stood amid some philosophers who had brought him to a place in Athens called Mars Hill. He was trying to build a bridge they could travel across to know and follow Jesus Christ. This is his purpose in life. And at one point he said, my life is worth nothing to me unless I help people come to know Christ. Here's what he said in Acts 17, 22 through 27. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious, for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found an altar to with this inscription, to an unknown God. 
What therefore you worship is unknown, I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps fill their way forward and find him. The Athenians worshipped an unknown God just in case they missed one. (laughs) That's incredibly religious, I would say. They had an inscription to an unknown God. Paul uses their worship as a, to an un, of an unknown God to build a bridge to the real God. What you therefore worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, the God you worship as unknown is the God who made us. You know, you don't know him yet. But he wants to know you. He made every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. He is the one who has given us life. He made people that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. God gives life and he hopes that during our lifetime, We will seek him and find him. When we find God and commit our lives to follow him as Lord, follow Christ as Lord, he he walks with us throughout our lives, and he wants to help us with what we're dealing with through the years. Our, Our lives change as we age, and we're wise if we change our approach accordingly. I I can't do what I did when I was younger. I need to adjust or hurt myself. The different decades of life bring different challenges that we must meet. Each decade has different life tasks, goals, learning tasks, advantages, and dangers. This is what we're going to explore in this message series. Here's God's promise for those who know him. Isaiah 46.4 I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and will save you. He walks with us and he wants to help us into our old age if you know God and have committed your life to Christ. And this is good news for me at my age. My my beard is white. My hair is holding its own, but I'm getting gray on the on the sides a little bit. So I I can identify with this passage and it's 
it's great news for me. God will carry me along and save me. A second truth about the marathon of life is that our lives on earth have a time limit. The length of our lives is determined by both God's sovereignty and human responsibility, our wisdom or foolishness, our obedience or disobedience to God has a major impact on whether we live a long life, how long we live, and whether we enjoy life. Here's the perspective of Scripture on the length of our lives. Psalm 90.10 The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80, yet their span is toil and trouble. They are soon gone, we and we fly away. That's a dose of reality there, for sure. Another Bible passage says that life is like a vapor that appears for a little while and vanishes. This is why we need to think about how to make the most of our lives. Even if we live a long life, time flies. Country music is a source for perspective, and sometimes it's very skewed perspective. But I I think this song by Kenny Chesney lines up with Scripture for the most part. Let's listen to this. I turned on the evening news, saw an old man being interviewed, turning a hundred and two today. I asked him what's the secret to life He looked up from his old pipe Laughed and said all I could say Don't blink Just like that You're six years old And you take a nap And you wake up and you're 25 Then your high school sweetheart becomes your wife Don't blink just might miss your babies growing like mine did Turning into moms and dads Next thing you know You better have a 50 years Is there in bed And you're praying God takes you instead Trust me friend A hundred years goes faster than you think So don't blink In this message series We're going to look carefully at the number of our days so that we can make the most of this life, the opportunities that flow as we live our lives. To make the most of the opportunities, we must face reality. Hebrews 9.27 paints the picture of reality this way. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. One man died and rose again, which is the basis of a believer's hope. Jesus' help, he helps us get ready for the judgment day. Here is a video that explains the core message of Christianity in under two minutes. So we live in this world, and it's characterized by brokenness. We don't have to look very hard to see there are things like disease, disasters, wars, 
there's a lot of pain in this world. But this is not God's original design. God has a perfect design. And the way that we have gotten ourselves into brokenness is through something that the Bible calls sin. Sin is turning away from God's design and pursuing our own way. And that leads us to brokenness. Brokenness eventually leads us to death. And this death will separate us from God forever. But God doesn't want us to stay in brokenness. So he's made a way out. And that way is Jesus. Jesus comes and he enters into our brokenness. And the death that we deserve for pursuing brokenness, Jesus takes our place and dies on a cross. And his body is broken for us. And three days after he dies, he rose from the dead and he made a way out of brokenness. And people try many things to get out of brokenness. Things like religion, things like success or relationships, education or drugs and alcohol. But none of these things can get us out of brokenness. The only way out is Jesus. And if we turn from our sin and believe that Jesus died for us and rose from the dead, we can leave brokenness and grow in a relationship with God and pursue his design. And more than that, we can go. We can be sent just like Jesus back into brokenness to help others come through him to pursue God's design. Now, there's two types of people in the world. There are people that are pursuing God's design and there's people that are still in brokenness. We have to ask ourselves, where are we? So where do you think you are? One of the main reasons this church exists is to share the good news about Christ and help people come to know for sure that they will be forgiven when they face the judgment seat of Christ. God has given us life, and we need to refuse to waste it as we get ready to meet our Maker. Psalm 90.12 So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Psalm 90.12 is what we're going for in this series. To learn to carefully number our days aright so that we can get the most out of our days. A final truth about the marathon of our lives is different decades of life bring different challenges. God wants to help us walk wisely throughout our lives by showing us his will. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The command here is to look carefully how you walk. This was originally written in the Greek, and the Greek for the word carefully is akrobos. A careless acrobat is a dead acrobat. We're also told that we need to be making the best use of the time. There are many different opportunities in each decade in life, and we need to focus on making the most of those opportunities while navigating around the dangers. We need to avoid being foolish. We need to understand what the will of the Lord is. This is a real challenge to focus on the will of God while dealing with the pressures of life.
it's it's very easy to to cave into the pressures of the moment and do what we want to do instead of doing the will of God. God is incredibly merciful and gracious to us. And in fact, he wants to help us dig out of any pit that we've dug for ourselves. He will help us if we turn to him and ask him for the help. God will help us meet the challenges of our current situation wisely if we ask him for help. There are different tasks, life tasks, goals, things to learn, advantages, and dangers in each decade. God promises to walk with us into our old age, to meet the challenges and capture the advantages. That is a great promise. Jesus also promised to give us abundant life. He says this in John 10.10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Having life abundantly means that following Christ is the best way to live. The Lord wants to walk with us through every day of our lives and on into old age. But the Lord will not force you to follow him. He made us human beings with a will of our own. And we can decide our fate. We can choose whether we surrender our will to God to do his will or not. If we choose him, he chooses us. And he will walk with us throughout our lives. I want to encourage you at the end of this message, like we always do, to respond to what God has said to you. I want to suggest some next steps for you. Uh, the first one is, for the first time, accept Jesus as my Savior and commit to following him as my Lord. Maybe the Lord has been tugging on your heart to give your life to follow him as boss. You you believe that he's your savior and that he died and rose again and you're ready to commit to him. Maybe you have some questions before you're going to be ready to commit your life to Christ and you can check the box on the back of your connection card Contact me about becoming a follower of Christ, and someone will arrange to meet with you and talk to you about becoming a follower of Christ. Another step would be to step back and think about the stage of life I'm in and ask God to help me make the most of it. He He will help you if you turn to him and be conscious of him, his presence, as you live your life. And then a final step, come back for the rest of the series. We would love to have you come back for this entire series. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the perspective from your word that instructs us. It gives us 
your perspective on life. And it helps us to live in a way that pleases you. And I ask God that you would be pleased as we step out to follow you with the steps you have encouraged us to take today. And I ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.